Welcome to the Driving Dentistry Forward podcast, where successful dental pros and anyone who values the power of a smile can get an edge in the dynamic worlds of healthcare and business. Hosts Chuck Cohen and Rick Cohen speak with top influencers in the world of dentistry and explore essential tools, trends worth your time, and solutions that help you practice smarter. Very happy today to introduce you to Dr. Jackie Johnson. Uh, Dr. Johnson, Jackie, nice to meet you. You practice in West Virginia. Tell us a little, a little bit about where you practice and about the practice you're in. Okay. Um, hi, everybody. Uh, so I practice in Kingwood, West Virginia, which is a little fairly rural town about 30 minutes away from Morgantown, um, which is home of WVU. Uh, that's where I actually went to dental school. Uh, my practice serves um, anybody from age one to I have a couple 99 year olds. Uh, and it's just a general family dentistry practice. Um, we serve kind of all kinds. Uh, I love that it's rural. It's where I grew up. Um, so, you know, we have some cosmetic cases. We have some cases that are, you know, kind of just people sort of patching and fixing things as needed. Uh, but it's, it's a great, great practice. I love it. I love that you are practicing where you grew up. And I don't think that's unusual for a lot of dentists in West Virginia. It seems to be a pattern. So talk to us a little bit about what it was like to grow up in the town you're in, go off to dental school, not very far away in Morgantown. And then what made you decide to come back? Cause I'm sure you could have gone to a big city or you could have left West Virginia. What made you decide to come back to West Virginia to your hometown? Well, my path was kind of interesting. Um, I moved here when I was about five. Um, so, and so I've lived here basically my whole life. Um, grew up in Kingwood uh, when I was in probably junior high. I decided that I was going to be an actress. That's that was my goal. Um, so, did all that through junior high. Did theater in high school. Went to WVU, got a theater degree, um, graduated with that in about 2004, and then got a job as a receptionist in this dental office. Okay. Um, two weeks after graduating with my acting degree. <laughs> gotcha. Well, that's been known to happen to actors and actresses in the past, so this is not unusual. Yeah. <laughs> um, waiting tables in New York or receptionists in a dental office. And so that started your dental journey was when you worked in the office. You had never thought about being a dentist before. Oh gosh, no. And actually um, I, when they hired me, I couldn't believe they even hired me because I had horribly crooked teeth. I did not grow up with regular dental care. It was just kind of go in if there was an emergency. I, I was shocked that they were putting me as like the face of the dental office out at the reception desk with my crooked teeth. Um, so I, I was a little nervous about that and, um, but I loved it and I just soaked everything up like a sponge. And then after about a year and a half, um, I was moved into a dental assistant position and that's when, that's when I got bit, that's when I got bit by the bug. Now was the practice you're in, was that the practice you went to as a child in your town? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you, yeah. and that, so you knew the dentist and he was your dentist. I'm sure he, I'm assuming he, but maybe not. Yeah, actually the dentist I had seen, um, he, he had passed away, um, from cancer, um, many years prior to me, to me 
working here. But um, I'm fascinated. So one thing you have two things that are going on that I think are just interesting. The first one is you came to, you know, many dentists start out knowing they want to be dentists, maybe that a parent or uh, a role model who's a dentist and other people would come to dentistry later in life. So I'm fascinated by that. And the second one I'm fascinated by is I love stories of dental team members, whether you're hygienist or assistant who then go back to go to dental school. I just think that's so cool. So let's do the first one first. What was it like to get the dental bug later than most people and have to go back? And I'm sure you, I mean, just a suspicion, you probably had to take a few science classes over again, or maybe for the first yeah. time <laughs> after you had already gotten your degree and then you went off to dental school and then you had to get into dental school. So talk a bit, little bit about what it was like to come to dentistry later. It was terrifying. Um, I, as when I was an assistant, um, you know, I loved it so much. And I would come home and I would talk about work and I would, you know, talk about the different cases we had seen. And my husband, he was like, do you want to be a dentist? And I was like, oh yeah, that'd, that'd be great. Sure. Yes. In, in dreamland. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, no, do you want to do it? And I was like, well, you know, I'm married. We, I had a one-year-old at the time. Um, I, I was like, there's, I mean, there's no way there's, I don't have any science classes. I don't have any history with that. And he looked me straight in the eye and he said, stop for a second. In an ideal world, if you didn't have any of those obstacles, would you be a dentist? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And he goes, okay, let's do it. Make it happen. Wow. Talk about supportive. Yes. Yes. That's 100%. really great. So you went back to, so you took the science classes, I assume back at WVU. Yes. It took me about two years to secure everything. Cause I literally had zero science experience. <laughs> so, um, but did it, um, had straight A's excelled in it, uh, and, you know, racked up all of my prereqs that I needed and took my DAT and applied. Fabulous. So what year, what, how old were you, if you don't mind my asking, when you got to dental school? I started dental school when I was 29. And you had one child at the time? Mm -hmm. Wow. That's very exciting. Um, and so that's a cool journey. And certainly talking about overcoming obstacles, you had a lot of obstacles. I think most of us would, would wilt if we had to take those science classes again, after we'd already gotten a graduate, you know, a ticket to graduation. Oh um, yeah. It was scary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Um, and so talk a little bit about the other side. The other question I asked, which is, what's it like to come back to your hometown and be a dentist? I, I love it. I love it. I, on, you know, any given day, I've got former teachers of mine that come in. I have, you know, friends from elementary school that I see. It's, it, you know, I had actually one of my teachers uh, just two weeks ago actually went and found my high school yearbook and brought it in with him to his appointment. And he was like pointing out to my receptionist, all of the pictures that he found of me in the yearbook, um, which is slightly embarrassing, but I was going to say, I'm sure that they're beautiful and you were all made up and you were all very proud of them. Like all of us were about our high school graduate <laughs> oh, high school yeah. yearbook pictures. I'm sure. Um, that's really cool. So now you're in the practice. How long have you owned the practice that you're in? I have owned since 2017. Um, yeah, so we're coming up. Uh, it'll be our five-year anniversary next January. That's, and does your husband work in the practice with you or does he do something? Oh, gosh. No, he is actually, um, 
God love him. He is retired. Uh, he was a correctional officer at a at a maximum security prison, um, but he was a, he was in the military prior to that. So with his military time and his time at the federal institution, then he was able to retire early. So he is Mr. Mom. Well, I will tell you, you one thing that pro- your story shows is once again, none of us get through this thing by ourselves. And you need the support of a family and and your kids, depending on what situation you're in. So really, that's quite inspiring. So it sounds to me like he really, you couldn't have done this without him. No, absolutely not. Wow, that's awesome. Um, so talk a little bit about your practice. What's the most innovative thing you've done in your practice? What kind of sets you apart in your town? Well, um, honestly, whenever I took over the practice, um, they still had paper charts. Mm-hmm. Um X-rays were still being processed and developed. Uh, so converting everything over to fully digital was was really my my big contribution when I took over. Um, we're still, you know, we're we're still working towards getting a little more technologically advanced. Um, but you know, just just in bringing everything digital, the patients have noticed a huge jump forward in the dental care we're able to give them because of that. And how have you noticed it's changed your dentistry being totally digital? Uh, well, it's definitely made things more convenient. It's made things faster. It's um, helped just in general with communication throughout the office. Everybody can be on the same page because, you know, we we all have access to the same record and we're not trying to read the handwriting of, you know, somebody from, you know, a year ago that may have written something down. It's right. <laughs> That's great. Has it changed the way you diagnose? Um, it, it has. Obviously, the digital x-rays are way, way, way light years beyond trying to look at a, a tiny little film and hold it up to the light. And Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's great. Um, talk a little bit about what you would tell a younger person, maybe the younger you, if you want to do that, or just a younger person about why, about your career journey and going into dentistry, what, what advice would you have for them? My advice would just be to not be as hesitant to jump into something that is new and scary and outside of, you know, the realm of normal, you know, I, I spent a lot of time hesitating and second guessing myself and wondering, you know, can I do this? Is it worth it to do this? And I just should have jumped in be first a long time ago. What was the scariest part? What was the thing that really gave you hesitation? Honestly, just taking the taking the courses that I that I really didn't have any experience with and that I didn't, you know, I didn't know if I'd have the capacity to even understand things on that level. And then I, after my, you know, after my first semester or two of those courses, I was like, "Oh, I got this. We're good." <laughs> It's great. Well, and, and also you came at it a little bit older so that you were more mm-hmm. mature and you were more focused. And, you know, everybody, I think every, every story I've heard where somebody goes back to some sort of education later, they always have a totally different experience. You know, like you're not just there for partying, you're there to actually get something done. So that's very, that's very cool. Um, and then I think the dirty little secret, which we can all share with the, everyone who's watching is you really don't use much organic chemistry on a day-to-day basis as a dentist, right? I mean, like, I don't even understand why they make you take that <laughs> class, right? So once you get through it, it's like a rite of passage, but it's, it's not about that at all. No. Yeah. 
Um, how, how does, if you don't mind my saying, how does your experience as a dental assistant influence the way you handle, work with, and manage your own staff in your office? Um, well, I, I really think that it helps me understand what they're going through. Um, even down to, you know, reception, I've done reception work, I've done the billing and insurance, I have done assisting. So I kind of, you know, know how all of these jobs work well, and how they should kind of be performed. And so I'm able to not only be empathetic to what their days are like in their positions, but I can also kind of hone it if I see things that are starting to sort of go awry, or I can give them suggestions as to how to make something flow and work a little bit better. That's really an unbelievable, I hope you recognize it. That's really an unbelievable uh, advantage that you have. So many dentists really don't understand how to do the other jobs in the practice. And as a consequence, they're uh, regularly you know, not really snowed, but they just don't understand what the receptionist goes through and they have trouble being sympathetic or they have trouble taking someone aside. And you, you ha having had that experience must make you a much better employer and a much better leader of your practice. I hope so. I hope so. Now my assistant will tell you that my assisting experience it does not help her so much because <laughs> I still think that the instrument tray is my realm. So I I am constantly grabbing things and she's like, will you just let me hand you things? Well, we all have that problem. Sometimes we want to be drivers and we don't want to be passengers. Right. So I understand that. Um, that's really cool. So um, you're, we're flattered and honored that you, you know, that you're a 40 under 40 honoree. And I was wondering what advice you'd have for other dentists who may think that they want to, uh, they want to be a 40 under 40. What advice would you have for them? I think just, love what you do. Um, take care of people. And if you do that, and you find the positivity in what you're doing and not focus on the negativity, I think that it will, those kind of recognitions will naturally come. Terrific. Well, thank Dr. Jackie Johnson of West Virginia. Thank you very much for sharing your story with us. It's great. Everyone's got a great story. I love yours. And uh, thank you very much for taking the time today to share with us. And bye-bye, uh, everybody. Nice to see you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening in. Don't want to miss an episode of the Driving Dentistry Forward podcast? Subscribe today on your favorite podcast app.